Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Okay, so we are continuing our theme of Ephesians chapter 3, and we've been delving into this amazing highly descriptive uh, passage from verse 14 onwards and it's been um, just amazing to go through it phrase by phrase and just dig into the riches of that. So just to set some context for us all before we uh, pick up with the, the end part of this passage which I'm excited to share with you today but we'll just read the passage through again. So Ephesians three fourteen, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And we're going to dwell on this last part of the passage today from verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations, forever and ever. Amen. So as I was um, weighing up um, everything we've been speaking about, and by the way, a shout out to my wife last week, Janine, who stepped up beautifully and shared on relentless love, the relentless love of God. And so... As I was weighing up, you know, what to talk about today, I felt the Lord dropped this phrase in my heart for us at the end of the year. And I kind of feel it's so significant. I kind of feel like it's one of those words that God gives me um, while I'm waiting on him right at the end of the year, before the start of the year, for one of those words that this is the word going into the year. This is like the word for the year. So I kind of feel like God's given us an early Christmas present this year. <laughs> And I think I'm going to carry on with that, uh, this theme uh, next year. So the Lord dropped this phrase into my heart and I hope it stirs you and excites you and challenges you. Today we're going to be speaking about stories of grace and truth. And I want to explain to you how I got that out of this passage. And then we're going to go on. So it starts out by saying in verse 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That's grace. According to his power that is at work within us, that's truth. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. That's our testimony. Throughout all generations, forever and ever, that's our story. And it ends off with saying, Amen. And that's the faith that infuses it and puts it all together and connects us with God's word and God's promise and his Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we look at that word, amen, let's just dwell on that for a moment. 
Because we're saying the amen is what infuses us all with faith. And what does amen mean? It means so be it. It means we're coming into agreement with God's word and with his promises. It means let it be so. And you remember um, that beautiful phrase that um, Mary said after she was given that incredible promise from the angel Gabriel. She said, let it be to me according to your word. And I can't think of a phrase that better sums up that word amen than that. That's what it means. It means, yes, Lord, I come into agreement. I accept your word for me, God. May it be to me according to your word. And I want to touch on another word that um, comes out in verse 20, and that's the word imagine. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Well, this is an important word for us to consider because we're speaking about stories of grace and truth. And how many of you know that any great story that's ever been told that you really enjoyed was filled with someone's imagination. And if the story was told well, you're able to go on a journey with them as the story is told, you know, and you get engrossed in it and you get to know the characters and you begin to feel all the emotions of what they're going through as well. So why am I talking about this? Well, it says he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Well, what if we're not imagining anything? Maybe we're going to have to settle for a lot less than what God had intended for us. If what, if what God is going to do is according to what we ask or imagine, then I think it's time for us to get our imaginations fired up again. You know, we can lose that a little bit as adults. As children, we are used to living out, you know, in a playful world of our imagination. But I really believe that God wants us to begin to begin to stir our imagination and allow it to connect us with what God has for us. Amen? <laughs> you know, the news media is constantly putting out ideas. Imagine this. Imagine that. This war could get worse. It could spread from here to there. The power is bad now. It could get worse. In fact, it could go off altogether. Finances could get worse. You know, presidents are coming and going. They're always sowing seeds and we're all imagining, oh my word, what am I going to do if this happens and that happens? Maybe I better buy this, phone that person, you know, make a plan. <laughs> but while you're making a plan, Stan, <laughs> we know that it's more important for us to be connecting with God's word and God's promises and begin to base our imagination on that. How many of you know that God's got better things in store for you and I than anything that the news media is putting out? <laughs> so I made a couple of notes here about what imagination is it's the ability to form a picture in your mind of something that you have not yet seen or experienced it's the ability to think of new things it's a creative ability and it gives us the ability to find solutions and solve problems. How many of you sometimes you, you've had a problem and in the moment you maybe you just felt frustrated about it and you thought, ah, what should I do? Ah, this, that, ah, nothing quite felt right. And then later on, when you're not thinking of it at all, 
maybe as you're drifting off to sleep or the next day, all of a sudden you have a thing, this light bulb moment. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, I've got a solution. I know what to do, how to solve that problem. <laughs> Imagination gives us the ability to solve problems. How many of you know the world could do with some problem solvers? <laughs> and if we are connecting to God, how many of you know he's got some great solutions for you, for your family, for our community, for our country, and for the world? The world needs to see the light that is within us. But here's a lovely saying from a man that we all well know, Albert Einstein, and this is what he had to say about imagination. He said, logic will take you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. So we need to be linking our imagination with the grace of God to form a new picture of our today, of our tomorrow, and of our future. Let's say it together. Say, Lord, I'm ready to link my imagination with your grace. Stories of grace and truth, guys. What stories are we going to begin to tell? But let me ask you a question. Has your imagination perhaps been linked to things that have been dragging you down? And if so, I want to say to you, it's time to break those chains in the powerful name of Jesus, to disconnect from those things and to reconnect with God and what he has in store for us. What he has always had in store for us in his divine purpose is grace. The power to live a life filled with his power, his redemption. But let's read a scripture about it. We have been reading from Ephesians chapter 3. If you're there in your Bibles, page back to Ephesians chapter 1. And I'd like to read for you from verse 7 and 8. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Let me read it again. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Well, here's a couple of thoughts for you that I think we can take out of the scripture. Everything I need for today has already been given to me in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Everything I need for tomorrow has already been given to me in accordance with with the riches of God's grace. Everything you and I need for next year has already been given to us in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And let's cap it off with this one that covers everything. Everything we will need for the rest of our days, for as long as we draw breath, has already been given to us in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that exciting? That God has already made provision for us. The Old Testament um, speaks of the story of Abraham and Isaac, and we know the story. God speaks to Abraham, and he says, Abraham, take your son. You're going to sacrifice Isaac. But do you know what Abraham didn't know is 
before he even got to the mountaintop, God had already made provision for the sacrifice. There was a ram caught in the thicket that in just the right moment, God said, Abraham, don't touch your son. I have provided. And you know that that ram that was caught in that thicket pointed to Jesus. That when man was caught up, he was like, I have already made a sacrifice for you to provide for you, not just for one time, but for once and for always, for all your days. This is such an important truth for us to allow to settle into our hearts. Because how many times have you caught yourself thinking anxiously about tomorrow? Maybe you've already been thinking about what are you going to do in January or next year? Are you going to have enough? Are you going to be able to do what you need to do to get from here to there, to study, to pass, to succeed, to achieve? You know, are you already worried about the lack of opportunities? Are you already worried about the challenges and the tests and trials that you may face? The lesson that comes for us out of this is God has already graciously made a way for us. Do you know that God's grace has not been given frugally, conservatively, sparingly, or even sensibly? <laughs> this passage tells us that His grace was given lavishly, generously, superabundantly, and extravagantly. Someone said amen. <laughs> but what connects us with the grace of God is faith. And faith gives us the ability to tell a different story. A story that has not yet been seen or experienced in the here and now. Faith brings that which is far away and makes it very real in the present. I want to give you two practical, relatable examples. Um, I'm sure on uh, one fine night at least, you've looked up and you've seen a full moon and Maybe there was no cloud cover and, you know, if everything was just right, it was a really dark night. Have you ever been in a place where there was no city lights around you and maybe you were out in the bush and you stood there and you looked up at the heavens and you had kind of had this moment of awe where you go, oh, wow, that's actually what it's meant to look like because all of our city lights, they call it light pollution, kind of detract from it a little bit. But have you ever looked at the moon through a... Uh, pair of binoculars maybe, and gone, oh wow, there's so much more to it than I could see with just my natural eye. And what does it do? It brings the image of that which is far away and makes it a whole lot closer. But how many of you have looked through a telescope? A telescope is a whole lot longer even than a pair of binoculars. And it's able to take that which is even further away and make it seem even closer. But maybe, let's take it a step further. You know, just because people like to be crazy and fancy and they're filled with imagination and can-do attitudes, they're like, what if we just sent a telescope out to space? And then we told the telescope to send the images back to us here on Earth. Have you guys heard of these telescopes? I think there's one called the Hubble Telescope, and I think recently they launched one that was even more fancy than the Hubble Telescope. Have you seen some of the photographs that those 
things are sent back and then they filter it with all sorts of light and they do fancy things. And you look at this and you just go, oh my word, how can people not know that there's a God? Because it is so beautiful and so awe-inspiring. You know, it just shows the creative power of God. The stars speak of his wonder, the psalmist says. You know, faith is able to do very much the same thing for us as the binoculars and the telescope. It brings those things that are far away and makes them really, really close. Faith is the grace of God which enables us to break free from the disappointments and hurts of the past and to connect with God, our healer. To connect with the one who is able to forgive and restore. To connect with the God of hope, our Savior Jesus. And to live a life filled with the light and the life of God. Faith connects us with the fullness of God. Amen. But we'll end off with this. The Lord speaks to a young man called Jeremiah. And Jeremiah at this point was still a child. Not sure exactly how old he was, but we know he was very young. And in verse 11 of chapter 1, the book of Jeremiah, it says this, The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? Well, we've been speaking about what do you see with your eye? What do you see when you look through binoculars? What do you see when you look through a telescope? What do you see when you see those amazing images sent back to us from the Hubble telescope? Do you know that God is still asking us today, like he asked Jeremiah, what do you see? Anyone with eyes can see what's right in front of them. So I think we can comfortably say this is not what God is asking. He wasn't saying, Jeremiah, what's around you? Uh, Lord, there's a pot, a pan, a fire, a stone, you know, my staff. That's not what God was asking. He wants to know, from us, if we can see his resurrection power with the eyes of faith. How did Jeremiah respond? Jeremiah responded and he said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Now, why is that significant? Well, I don't know if you know this, but you know um, Aaron had a rod as um, he walked and ministered uh, and served the people together with Moses. And that rod was, came from an almond tree. And something significant happened at a point in time in their journey because Aaron's authority, and in fact Moses' authority, was challenged by a number of disgruntled people. So what they did is the Lord said to them, it's fine, don't worry about it. Tell everyone to bring the staff of the person of the tribe they represent, and the Lord will decide who the leader's going to be. So they all bring their staffs together, you know, all the important people. They put their staffs down, and they leave it overnight. Now, I don't know about you, but it was me. I'd probably be thinking, okay, well, <laughs> go back in the morning, and <laughs> you're going to see, well, yeah, my staff is still there. It still looks the same. You know, same length, same color, same weight. Yep, that's where I left it. <laughs> But God had something miraculous in mind. Something that stirred everyone's imagination. 
God began a story so powerful that the effects of the story are still being told today. You see, what God did is he took Aaron's rod and he caused it to bud. Now, we're talking about a stick, people. It was cut down a long time ago. Aaron had been walking around with this thing. It wasn't connected to the root. It wasn't connected to the ground. And even if you did water, it would just be a wet stick. <laughs> but God caused Aaron's stick to flower, to bud, and to bear fruit. And it speaks about authority. It speaks about God's appointing. It speaks about God's anointing. And the word for almond in Hebrew apparently can be translated as almond or to watch. Watchfulness. The challenge for us is if we are watching what God is doing, we're going to tap into what? His anointing. His appointing. His authority begins to connect us with his resurrection, life, and power. Do you see why scripture says, what do you see? And how does God respond? He says to Jeremiah, he says, you have seen correctly, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And this speaks to us of God's faithfulness. And there's a lovely passage from 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. And amplified it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that he may support and strengthen those whose heart is completely his. I want to say this to you that the stories we tell will infuse our hearts and minds either with faith or with unbelief. But we get to choose our story. Do you know that the story of Aaron's rod didn't end with Aaron? It was put into the Ark of the Covenant, but it pointed prophetically to the cross. When something dead, a piece of wood, was planted in the ground, that many other people had died the awful death on, but it ended there for them. But God caused it to bud, to flower, and to bear fruit as Jesus gave his life for us on the cross. The resurrection power of God planted not just in a piece of earth, but planted in our hearts. And God wants us to choose a new and a better and a different story. A story filled with his truth and his grace. And when we get together next time, I'm going to give you a lovely example of some people who were challenged as to what kind of story they were going to tell. And um, so we're going to go into that next time. But let's stand for the time being together. And let's pray. Because the Lord's giving us an opportunity today to respond. And if you'd like to, you're welcome to pray after me under your breath or speak it out loud if you want.
Lord, I choose a new story. A story filled with your grace and truth. A story where fear is left behind. Where doubt and unbelief are left behind. I embrace a future filled with the God-given hope. A hope that will not diminish or fail. But a hope that grows stronger every day. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?